What do you do when you're the boss, but you're managing a bout of depression? Hi, welcome to a really important conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm really honored and privileged to be having this chat with you today. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always learn about me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're bringing something that often hides in the shadows and we're bringing it into the light. And that's the idea that even bosses get depressed sometimes, right? I think sometimes in the small business owner space, in the entrepreneur space, that all of the lingo and all of the messaging and all of the memes and positive thinking out there, you know, sort of implies that like, if you believe it enough, like you can just be positive, like push through, forge through, you can do it. And sometimes people forget that when it comes to depression, Depression. It is simply and truly not that easy. I think the entrepreneurs like to think of themselves as immune to depression sometimes. I think they like to think that if they have, you know, if they've taken care enough of themselves, if they have scheduled enough off time from work, if they get unplugged often enough, that this isn't something that ever has to come up for them. But at the beginning, at the end, you know, let me start that one over at the end of the day, like we're not that special. I keep telling you, (laughs) but alas, I wouldn't have a show if we all just believed it at once, but we're all human and we all go through human experiences from time to time. And one of those human experiences that can stop us in our tracks and bring us to our knees is an episode of depression. I think that's where today's listener um, finds themselves. I'm I'm not sure that the listener has even figured that out. So we're going to read the letter. um, And I'm going to have the conversation with all of you on the other side. But I just ask that as you, you know, as you listen to these words, and you contemplate this, that you do so with an open mind and an open heart, and take the message in. Because if you don't need it today, someday you just might. So let's listen in and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, I'm having a hard time and I need your help. Something just turned off coming into the new year. At the start of December, I was so fired up for what was coming in 2019. I was getting ready to hire my second part-time team member. I had kicked off a new visibility and outreach campaign for my business. I have two new offerings for 2019, all outlined after market research came back optimistically for both. About mid-December, something shifted. I was seeing things that needed to be done, but motivation just wasn't coming. I pushed through, knowing I had time off for the holidays. I tried to take care myself and I got off social media early. I stopped on the 14th of December and it was such a relief. I didn't have to be on. I didn't have to engage. I could just unplug. I'm back at it now with deadlines and plans looming, but nothing has shifted. I don't feel rested. I don't feel gassed up or excited. It feels like I am in one of those self-driving cars. I've been doing this for so long that everything's happening automatically thanks to my systems, but it's like my guts have been removed or something. There's no soul or no passion. Do people really lose passion just like that? Does it really turn off without warning? This is not like me at all, and I'm really quite rattled by it. I feel embarrassed, too. I listen to your show when I can, and I always imagined my question would be about taking things to the next level, but now it feels like I'm asking how to stay at the level I'm at without falling off. 
Okay, first of all, you know, I just want you to kind of take in a deep breath here. Um, I, I'm glad and, you know, you and I have had an opportunity to, um, you know, to connect privately on this. Um, I received your letter and I knew that it wasn't going to air in any kind of timely basis and it didn't seem sort of ethical or good business practices to just sit on it. So, um, you know, I've already reached out to you. The opening doesn't surprise you, but I want to make sure that my listeners know that too that I didn't just like lead with the depression conversation and then be like, hey, and now you listen to your letter and realize that I'm talking about you. Um, I'm going to reiterate for our listening audience um, who are joining us in the conversation now what I had to say and uh, what my suggestions were. Uh, Yes, you do need my help. And yes, we've talked about that. We've talked about the fact that, yes, absolutely, um, there are going to be times when people are the bosses of their business and they're going to to struggle um, emotionally and they're going to have to make sense of it. And yes, that is something I am totally capable of helping you with. Um, like I said to you in our exchange, it's just completely inefficient to do on as a podcast episode. It sort of minimizes the human experience. It doesn't feel like a good sort of um, be all end all ending because it, it just doesn't tidy itself up that clearly. So, you know, you and I have already talked about this. Um, but for the listening audience, I want um, I want to include all of you in that conversation to say, like, I've reached out to this letter writer and I basically, in my response, my initial response, you know, I, I explained that delay and I explained why um, I was, you know, writing back um, earlier than the episode would air. But I also, you know, I let the letter writer know um, that I, you know, I believe them to be depressed. That at first glance, a lot of people, pro- you know, probably a lot of business coaches, it would be really easy to look at that letter and say, oh, you're in burnout. Like, oh, you just need to schedule more time off. And and yes, that might be the case. Um, it was, you know, it was important to me that I ask. It was important to me that I offer some follow-up questions because the letter to me at first glance before, you know, talking to the letter writer, it didn't read as, um, it didn't read as burnout to me. You know, my clinical lens was telling me that this was coming from, you know, somebody who is probably experiencing, um, you know, a new bout of depression, maybe had never been depressed before. So wasn't really able to put their experience into words. And I wrote back immediately and said like, yes, like absolutely I can help. And yes, you need help. And yes, we need to do this off the podcast. However, that being said, um, you know, you're listening to this show, a lot of you, and you've been where this letter writer is. You've had all the goals. You've had all of the pictures. You've had all of these like images of what you wanted to have happen next in your life. And suddenly you feel like you're in quicksand and you feel like there's weights tied around your ankles. And like, it doesn't matter how hard you've worked out. It doesn't matter how strong you are. Like, it doesn't matter how mentally tough you are. Suddenly, like you can't get out of the pit. And I think that for people who, you know, we've been talking about ambitious on the show a lot. So I think that people who are driven and ambitious, this catches them off guard. Sometimes they're not paying attention. They're not clued into their sort of emotional mental health as much, but um, it usually, you know, it rears its ugly head. And sometimes we do have to figure out ways of managing our business while we are managing 
these emotional reactions. The the thing that a lot of bosses do that I think gets them into trouble is they immediately sort of, you know, they make it like their hidden secret. They make it the thing that nobody on their team can know about that they're not going to talk about. They're just, you know, going to not try to change anything on the outward experience you know, experience in order to sort of prevent, you know, perception from running amok from people finding out from their brand, you know, being compromised in some way if they're not particularly feeling it. But all of those decisions that you think you're making because they're the boss move um, are actually getting in the way of you healing. They're getting in the way of you succeeding because as soon as you're feeling something and you're telling yourself a story that you shouldn't be feeling that way, that there's something wrong with you, that you just have to knuckle in and and bear with it and you know wait till you can go home and take a nap the more you do that the more you repeat that message to yourself the more you're ingraining like the ill thoughts that can come with depression and the more you're contributing to that negative message, the harder it is to get out. The best possible thing you can do if you're struggling with um, kind of a chronic period of a lack of motivation, if you're struggling with focus or a period of extended anxiety, is to admit it to yourself and to really say, what have I been feeling? What have I been thinking? And how long have I been feeling this way? When I wrote back to our letter, writer, I said, okay, you're marking this as happening at the start of December because you had really awesome plans for the start of the year. But if that hadn't happened and it just happened to be October um, and we weren't, you know, all in the rah-rah, it's a new year, new you thing. When do you think this might've started if we, you know, if we take a look at it with a different lens. And, you know, our letter writer was able to say, like, I think it's been about six, you know, six months. I I think it's been going along, you know, probably since the summer of 2018 sometime. And we were able to dig at it and, and pick it apart a little bit. And, you know, and that is, that's what's really important is to do some honest self-discovery. I am going to tell you just what I told the letter writer, that it is my professional bias, my professional opinion. I am 20 years postmasters, my friend, that this is stuff that cannot be done in the self-help aisle. This is not something that can be done willy-nilly, like through some journal entry and, you know, a weekend away, that this is something that you you need a trained professional for. I also told the letter writer that it was my suggestion that the letter writer at least look at some local options. That, you know, I'm an online business owner. I value my location independence. I love the fact that I can work and help people in any different country that they want. But also, I also know that sometimes the best healing and the really good sort of transformational things sometimes they need to happen in person for some people. I've had clients over the years now that I've done this online business for a couple of years who have absolutely felt as connected to me online as they do, you know, any of my clients ever did, you know, back in my brick and mortar in the actual room with me. But that's not true for everyone when things are so vulnerable, when they're so personal. So I always say like, yes, you absolutely need to get help and you need to be honest with yourself about what kind of 
kind of help is going to set you up for the most success because it can feel really lonely and isolating sometimes to talk about the things that are the most painful for you to look at and to do it through a computer screen. For some people, they don't even notice. You know, I have I have sessions with clients when they're like sobbing their eyes out and we're, you know, a video screen apart, a time zone apart, sometimes a continent apart. And you, you can't tell. But for some people, they, they need the in-the-room presence. They need to feel that relationship. So I want you to do a gut check on um, what would be best for you. And don't just buy into the online hype that like anything can happen online because it might not be what's best for you. Um, you know, and, and you're also going to have to like own and make the commitment to finding out what is right for you. Because sometimes we don't hit it right out of the park the first time up at, at the plate, right? Like, you could pick a coach or you can hire a therapist and it might not be a good fit. But what I want you to do is to spend some time identifying what it is you've been feeling, what the specific struggles are, how long you've been feeling that way. And I want you to make a commitment to yourself to get out of the self-help aisle, to get out of watching the TEDx talks and the YouTube videos and to get yourself some real help so that you can get on with things efficiently and more quickly. Some Sometimes, though, people don't really know what, you know, help looks like, but also, too, they don't know how to accept help while they actually have businesses to run. And the next part of this is really kind of tricky because I really understand having been in this space a long time at this point, not a long time, I've been in this space for three years, but I've been a therapist for a long time that I know that not everybody expects let me start that one over. I know that not everyone respects authenticity and vulnerability. It is so easy in the online space and you hear this nonsense all the time. Just tell your team. Your team will have your back. You can communicate to them. Like we're all one big happy family and just people don't move through the world that way. People don't always know what to do when um, you, you tell them that you're depressed and not everybody knows how to respond. And as a boss and as a leader, you really need to know your team. You need to know know, first of all, that you can trust them with your mental health, that you can trust them with your human experience, and that they're really going to have your back. And if you're not sure, then you have to figure this out. And the thing that I think stops people is that like they're, you know, bosses in particular, you get tripped up because what's stopping you and what's knocking you down right now is depression. And it's the thing we don't talk about. But what I'm going to say is like, what happens if you got the flu? What happens if you were knocked down for 12 days? What happens if you had a chronic, you know, physical health condition, a kidney problem? Like, like if you had any other more socially acceptable medical condition to be knocked down by as the boss of your business, what would you do? Because that's what you have to do. So some like you can say to your team, hey, a medical issue has come up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be less available than you're used to me being as I take care of this. Um, this is what you can expect from me. This is where I might, you know, pieces might get dropped. This is where I need you to have my back a little bit. That we act like because it's depression, we can't still problem solve it. Or we're so, we tell ourselves that like it has to be us who solves the problem because nobody can know. But the reality is, is you just have to tell people you're managing a medical thing that feels really private right now you're not comfortable talking about it but and you're you know you're still getting help and you're getting support and 
you're following doctor's orders, so to speak, but this is where you need people to carry some extra weight. This is where you're downshifting. And I always tell people, and when I'm working with bosses who are managing depressive episodes like this, I always say like, where can you cut the fat? Like, what are the things that you're doing that you don't actually have to be doing every day that the world isn't going to end? Your revenue isn't going to be affected. You're not going to be, you know, really risking your business at all. But what can you put on the back burner? Where can you put things in the back seat? What absolutely positively needs to get done today? Um, and what actually can wait? And if you can take an honest assessment of that, if you can sort of say, well, if I had the flu, what would I be doing right now? Um, if my parent were significantly ill, what would I be doing right now? If my best friend were sick, how would I move and accommodate my business? So often we can figure out what the plan would be if it were somebody for somebody other than ourselves, because we don't give ourselves permission to have depression be reason enough to make a shift, to have some sort of mental health crisis, you know, be reason enough to make a shift. But as the bosses of our business, we absolutely have to manage illness on team members, and that includes ourselves. We have to have plans for it, and we have to be willing to readjust. It can't just be, and this is what I see happen a lot of times in the online space, this bullshit knowledge that, like, you can just shut it down. You can just walk away. Well, uh, you know, like I, you know, the owner of Amazon's in the middle of divorce right now. Like, I don't think he can just walk away from Amazon and say like, oh, that like billion dollar company of mine, like, uh, it's, it, it can just wait while I, you know, manage my divorce. Like, yes, some things can be delegated. Yes, he has a team, obviously. But at the same time, he still is responsible to his shareholders. He's still responsible to people for the business that he's building, and he still has to show up. So now that this is happening, now that this is part of his life, how does he show up? How does he shift things? How does he make room for what I'm sure are going to be tons and tons of conversations with lawyers and tax people and, and all of that around the financial divide? And how does he make room for the emotions that come with such a thing? As business owners, we don't get to just say, oh, I'm going to take a day. Like you have to figure it out. And that this unfortunately now becomes trial by fire, where while you're feeling like crap, you have to figure out as a boss, what are you going to do when you feel like crap? Um, but then what happens is you make these standard operating procedures, right? Like you end up creating this, like, this is the way I do things so that when it's good again, you you know that you've got it and you can clean up anything that's been dropped, but that if you should struggle again, if you, you should lose focus again, you have something to go back to. This is what I did in 2015 when my husband was sick. I, you know, it, it literally happened back to back where I realized I didn't want my brick and mortar anymore. I didn't know what I wanted instead. I had just hired somebody, um, a business coach and strategist to help me. And I didn't, um, I hadn't even had my first session yet when my husband was in the hospital for what ended up being an eight month, you know, sort of illness. And in that time, it was, if it's a good day, this is what I'm going to work on. If it's a day that requires a lot of caregiving on my part, I'm going to have to let it pass. This is how I'm going to ask for help. This is is what I can do. These are what my limits and boundaries are. I didn't just say like, oh, my husband is sick. So, you know, there goes that. It's given what is going on, what do I need to do differently to accommodate it? How do I accommodate it? And how do I make a plan? The missing piece in this conversation is first of all, the validation that yes, bosses from time to time do, you know, sort of get to be in the pool of being human and are going to struggle with their own mental health. And no, they don't have to shout it from the roof 
laptops know they don't have to do the vulnerability post on social media and get all the likes and shares, but yes, they do have to take care of themselves and take care of their businesses. And my bias and my belief is, is that as soon as you swap out depression with something more socially acceptable, boss mode kicks in. Once you give yourself permission to solve that problem, it is usually solved. So, you know, and and this is what I was saying to the letter writer too. So social media might not be, you know, their thing right now. And that's okay. Like it sucks to pretend to be like happy and cheerful and positive when you feel like, you know, when you feel like crap, like you feel like a fraud, it feels like lying. So you outsource your social media or you, you know, you pre-batch a bunch of things that just get scheduled and released or whatever. Or if you're used to doing a lot of direct client care, and you're a service-based person and suddenly you can't imagine talking to that many people for that many hours in a single day, you readjust your schedule, you explain to people that you had a medical condition come up, you need to move their appointment, etc., etc. But you manage it and you make the decision and that's how you stay in the boss seat. That's how you keep driving the car even though you feel like crap. It is not going to be pretty and it is not going to be easy, but it is absolutely positive. Uh, well, it, it doesn't feel positive right now. It is absolutely possible. Um, and then someday you just might feel positive too. So that's the conversation I wanted to have with all of you. I just, you know, I need to be crystal clear, shout it from the rooftops like this is not the be all end all conversation for depression. If you are struggling with something in the mental health realm and you don't know how to get help, I absolutely invite you and encourage you to find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. I will try to help you um, figure out an appropriate resource, but you should not be using this advice as your own personal self-help guide and saying there, I don't need a coach. I don't need a therapist because if you are struggling, you absolutely do need help. And this is not to be used as replacement for therapy, <laughs> like beginning, middle and end, my friends, this is the start of the conversation, but it is not where it ends. If any of you are struggling with figuring out how to manage your human experience with your boss experience, I just have to be honest and tell you that this is where I come in. This is what I do every day. I help people translate and I help business owners translate their confusing feelings, emotions, and experiences. And I put that language into boss language so they can understand what's going on for them, so they can chart a course and a direction for their business. This is what I do every damn day. If you need my help, if you need my eyes on your business, I'm going to include a link in the show to just book a call with me. Let's get to know one another. Talk about where you're struggling. Talk about why 2019 doesn't feel as shiny as new for you as it seems to for everyone else or get you closer on the goals you're working for. Like this is my bread and butter. I'm helping people with it every day and I would really love and welcome the opportunity to help you with it as well. Thank you so much for having the hard conversations with me and sitting in with me through this and keeping me company along the way. I certainly do appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.